0: And I really want to talk to you about Jesus, glory to God, being our Sabbath rest. Jesus being our Sabbath rest. Let's start off today in the uh, book of Galatians, once again, chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 you you ought to have a dent in those pages by now but i want to start off here because i really want us to be all on the same page here this morning and i want you to understand the distinction between the grace that came by jesus and and, and in the law of moses and i want you to understand that you as a born-again believer are not under the law of moses and so look what he says here in galatians chapter 3 verse 13, he says, Christ hath redeemed us. That means he has purchased our deliverance. He has purchased our freedom. He hath redeemed us from what, guys? From the curse of the law. Now, the curse of the law is talking about the law of Moses, and the law of Moses is do good, get good. It is do bad, get bad, under the law of Moses. People were required to perform, to struggle, and to sweat, to be right with God. Well, you have been delivered from that, he says here. He says he's redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That's referring to the cross. Look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith you have been redeemed from the curse which we define as the empowerment to fail and you have received the blessing which we define as the empowerment to prosper and so the blessing that was on abraham is on you simply as a result of you believing in jesus simply as a result of you being in Christ. And guys, I really believe the Lord spoke to me that, that it's time for us to, to begin to see some manifestations, glory to God. Uh, how many of you, glory to God, are re- are ready uh, to begin to see uh, some some manifestations of uh, the blessing in your life? You see, the blessing of Abraham, every single blessing that was on Abraham has been made available to you. And I want you to know those are blessings of increase. Those are blessings uh, of, of, of prosperity. Those are blessings uh, that really include anything that is necessary for your success in in this life. And so the blessing of Abraham has been made available to you, and it is time for us to walk in the manifestation of it. It's time for us not to just know about it, No, glory to God. It is time for us to begin to see the manifestations of uh, the blessing in our lives. Everybody say, it's manifestation time. It's manifestation time. It's manifestation time. Glory to God. And so the blessing has already been made available to us. How do we walk in the blessing? Now, what you want to understand, once again, we've been sharing on this, is is that the law of Moses, everything in the law of Moses was a, a type and a shadow, whereas the reality of 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 the type and shadows is found in Christ look at Colossians chapter 2 verses 16 and 17 in the NIV the New International Version Colossians chapter 2 verses 16 and 17 in the NIV you see us walking in the manifestation of the blessing has everything to do with us being delivered from operating in types and shadows which is what religion ultimately is guys and us beginning to walk in the reality of the finished works of Jesus Christ. Watch this, he says in Colossians 2.16 in the NIV, he says, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. That's what I wanna focus in on here in this message, guys. The Sabbath day. The Sabbath day under the old covenant was merely a type and a shadow the reality of the Sabbath is is Jesus, praise God. It's, it's, It's really Jesus. Look at what he says in verse 17. He says, these are a shadow of things that were to come. Everything in the law of Moses, including the Sabbath day, he says that was a shadow of something that was to come. And now he says the reality, however, is found in Christ, glory to God. And so, as we talk about Jesus being our Sabbath rest, You want to understand that the Old Testament Sabbath day was nothing but a picture of Jesus. Glory to God. You see, you see, we as Christians, guys, we don't observe a certain day as the Sabbath. Why? Well, because the sabbath was never a day it was a day under the old covenant but that was just the type and the shadow you see a type is like an example a shadow is a foreshadowing now the reality of the sabbath is is really jesus it's resting in the finished works of jesus it's resting in what jesus has already done for us you see the word sabbath in the hebrew means to cease from working and guys the first time that word appears in scripture is in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 where it said that God rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had created and made and so God created and then he entered into the rest guys God didn't rest on the seventh day because he was tired praise God no he rested because the work was finished you see I want to really kind of challenge your, your, the way you look at things, and I want you to understand that when God rested on the seventh day, uh, guys, that, that, that the reason that God rested was because creation was finished. You see, uh, a God is not creating anything new today. I want you to catch that. The work of creation is finished. When God said it is finished, that meant everything was finished all throughout creation. It was already done. Now, it wasn't in manifestation yet. Uh, that I want you to once again see today, guys, there's a difference between it being finished and it being in manifestation. In fact, it was finished in the spiritual realm. You see, God is a spirit, and so everything God creates, He creates first in the spirit The Bible says that things that are made were not made from things which do appear, and so everything that you see in this physical world first existed in the spiritual world, you see. And so in the spiritual realm, all of creation was finished right there in the garden. You see, every every, every good idea, guys, that anybody has ever had, I want you to know, first of all, I mean, you know, a, a good idea is a, if you have a good idea, if it's a good idea, if it's something that's going to serve uh, uh, someone, I want you to understand, you can't take credit for that, praise God. You see, every good idea that everybody has ever had, every invention that has ever benefited mankind, glory to God, I want you to know that came from God. You see, God is the one who created that, and God made that available. And so what happened over time was that people began to receive these ideas. People began to receive things that God had already made available. And when people receive it, they bring it into manifestation. And so creation was finished from from day one. When God put Adam and Eve into the garden, you want to understand, He put them into a finished work and so in other words why did god create adam and eve last why did he create everything else first well he created them last because he put them in a finished work in other words it wasn't like god created man and then man suddenly became hungry and needed some food and then god said okay well let me go ahead and make some food you see that's not how it happened guys you see if you look at that creation account you'll see that God created everything first. He he created the food that they would need. He made sure there would be air uh, for them uh, to breathe. And so and so when everything was done and ready, glory to God, then he created man last and he put man into a finished work. And so The original design for creation was that everything was already available and guys of Adam and Eve uh, had a need. They would simply just look to their Heavenly Father and and, and release their faith and receive uh, what was already done, what was already finished. Are you guys following me? And so what happened was, of course, that sin had cut mankind off from from what was already done from the supplies of God, from the supply of heaven. But praise God, Jesus came into the world to restore uh, the blessing that was originally in the garden. Praise God, Jesus came into the world to restore our connection to our supply line, which is our Heavenly Father, guys, you see. And so because of the finished works of Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that everything that you need is already a finished work. Look at Ephesians chapter... Two verse 8 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 let's set this up some more Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 you see when we when we talk about entering into the rest and when we talk about operating in faith which really happens when you're at a place of rest you want to understand that faith is not trying to get God to do something I've shared with you before That unfortunately, religion, in many cases, has turned faith into like a performance, you know, where faith is really kind of like a heightened version of living under the law. (laughs) Well, let me just use my faith and get God to move. That's not how this works. You see, faith does not make God move, guys. Faith does not make God move. You see, God's already moved in the beginning. (laughs) Praise God. And then he moved 2,000 years ago when Jesus came into the world. I want you to know God's already moved. You see, your faith doesn't get God to move. No, your faith is simply a positive response to what God has already done. Look at this here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. He says in verse 8, he says, For by grace are you saved. By grace, which we define as the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and blessing of God. That's the grace of God. You see, grace is unmerited favor. Grace is God being good to you, not because you earned it or deserved it, friend. No, it's God being good to you because God is good. Now, he says, by grace are you saved. Now, that word save, guys, I want you to know it's talking about more than just going to heaven. You see, religion reduces salvation, you know, really just kind of like, where salvation is sort of like a fire insurance, you know, salvation is your, is your, is your fire insurance against, against hell, you know. Uh, but I want you to know, salvation is so much more than that. You see, the word that is translated saved here in Ephesians 2 verse 8, it's the Greek word zozo. Now that Greek word Zodzo means more than just saved, it means more than just salvation. In fact, there's cases in the four Gospels where Zodzo is translated healed. And so in a lot of cases where you see Jesus healing someone, the Greek word that was used there was, was zozo, the same word for salvation. And so that word, guys, uh, Zodzo, it means salvation, but it also means healing. It also means deliverance. It also means soundness. It also means prosperity. It also means you being in a place of of, of safety, you see. And so, by grace are you saved, but watch this, he doesn't stop there. He says, through faith, glory to God. And so, by grace are you saved, but guys, how did you receive what grace has made available? How did you receive salvation? How How did you get saved? well it was by grace through faith right and so watch this here's the principle grace makes available yet faith takes possession of what grace has made available Uh, faith doesn't create faith takes possession of what grace has already made faith is a positive response to the grace of God. And so we can read this verse like this. We can say, by grace, are you saved? How did you get it? Through faith. By grace, are you, watch this now, guys, healed? How did you get it? Through faith. By grace, are you delivered? How did you get it? Through faith. By grace, are you prospered? Glory to God. How did you get it? Through faith. You see, by grace, the blessing has been made available to you. How do you lay hold of the blessing, he says, through faith? And he says, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, a lot of people think the gift of God here is referring to to salvation, to what grace has made. But guys, I submit to you that what he's saying here is that the faith that you are using to lay hold of what grace has made is the gift of God. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, I believe it's verse 3, Uh, He says that God has already dealt to every born-again man the measure of faith. And so it's not a matter of you getting more faith. Let me say this from the outset. It's really just a matter of you beginning to rest in the faith that you have. Guys, remember it's about resting. Resting is your place of empowerment, of resting in what Jesus has already done. That's where the faith that you have is, 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 is going to work. Are you guys following me? And so it's not about getting more faith. You see, it, 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 there's some cases in, in Scripture where, where, where Jesus says uh, to the disciples, it was because of your little faith. But I want you to understand that that, that, that translation, the little faith, the literal translation, really means a, a, a short burst of faith. In other words, little faith is not talking about the, the quantity of faith. It's, 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 talking about, it's talking about how long can you keep your faith on the field. You see, a lot of people have a short burst of faith, and they'll be like, Alex, I believe, praise God, I'm already healed, prosperous and delivered. You know, a week goes by, you don't see the manifestation yet and well, now you suddenly start to question it. You see, that that was a short, short burst of faith. And, and, and so you've already got all of the faith you need. What you've got to do is, you've got to learn to keep your faith on the field. If you understand that, say, Amen. And so that's what we're talking about as we are talking about resting in the true Sabbath rest, which is Jesus. Look at uh, St. John chapter 5, verse 39. Everybody say, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about, can I believe what he's done for me? And can I rest in what he's done for me? That's how breakthrough is going to show up in your life. Look at what Jesus says here in John chapter 5, verse 39. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. He says this here. Check this out now, guys. He says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. And so what is he saying here? If you read this in context here, John chapter 5, you'll see that Jesus was addressing Jews who were accusing him of having broken the Sabbath because he healed the man at the gate of Bethesda. You guys remember, Jesus came, he healed a man, he said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And, and, and he did that on the Sabbath day. And so there were some Jews here who said, well, he, he, he's breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> and so Jesus says, well, guys, you search the scriptures, meaning you, you follow the law. You see, what was the significant thing about Jews at that time, guys? Well, Jews were under the law of Moses. And so he, Jesus is saying, well, you search the scriptures, you, uh, you, you, you study the law, you know, some of the Pharisees were, were experts in the law, and, and so he said, you know, you, you're studying the law, you're, you're rigorously upholding the law, but guys, what you fail to see is, is that the, the scriptures really point to me, you know, and so, so Jesus, praise God, was saying that everything in the law of Moses, guys, is, is a type and a shadow, and it was pointing to me, and so Jesus was saying, I, I, I wasn't breaking the Sabbath, Why? Because I am the Sabbath, praise God, you see. I am the Sabbath. Now, they couldn't see it because they were so blinded by their rule-keeping. They were so blinded by their legalism and performance and religion. You see, that's what religion will do, guys. Religion will blind you to seeing the reality of Christ. Religion keeps people in performance, in types and shadows, and many times religion will blind you from seeing. It's about what Jesus has done. You see, guys, we no longer have to perform to get God to move. Why? Because Jesus already perfectly performed on our part. You see? And so Jesus is uh, God, is, is, is not dealing with you based on your performance. God is dealing with you based on the perfect performance of Jesus on your behalf. What He needs you to do is He needs you now to rest in that assurance. Amen. Praise God. Look at Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28. Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and uh, 28. There's empowerment that comes when we are operating from a place of rest. Look at what Jesus says here in Mark 27. He says in verse 7, and he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. And so what he's saying is the Sabbath was made for man. And so in other words, <clears throat> the Sabbath was created to 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 benefit man. You see the Sabbath was never created to keep man in bondage. You see, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, if, if you're someone who still, who who still thinks that the Sabbath is still about a day, that can lead to bondage. Now, I'm, I'll, I'll say this as well, if you're someone, you know, you just like to set aside a day of the week where you just, you know, take time for the Lord and, and you're just not going to do anything today, you're going to rest today, you're going to be with the Lord today, and you call that your Sabbath, that's okay, you see, but but the, the the question is, where's your motivation? You see, if you just do that as as something that that just benefits you with your relationship with with Jesus, that's that's fine. But if you think that you keeping this day, not working on a Sunday, for example, if you think that uh, that that's what's going to make you okay with God, well, well, that's going to ultimately put you into bondage. You see, and so Jesus was saying, the Sabbath was not created. To put man into bondage, the Sabbath was made to be a blessing to man. And look at verse 28. He says, Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And so the Sabbath is all about Jesus. Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath, it means that the Sabbath is really just Jesus. And guys, I want you to know, you as a born again New Testament believer, you can live in the Sabbath 24 7. You see, Someone says, well, what day is the Sabbath, guys? If you're in Christ, the Sabbath is on a a Saturday, Sabbath is on a Sunday, Sabbath is on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can live in in the Sabbath all of the time. Because catch this, at any point in time, can you choose to enter into the rest of the finished works of Jesus Christ? And rest, guys, is our place of empowerment you see man was never created to function out of stress i want you to know man was created and designed to function from a place of of rest guys when you rest you'll see god's best is he it's all about entering into the rest of the finished works of jesus christ Praise God. If you understand that, say, Amen. Now, what are some of the obstacles that prevent us from living this life of rest? Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. And some of the obstacle, guys, some of the obstacles are, obviously, it's it's religion. You see, it's, 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 it's the religious mindset, it's the performance-driven mindset that says, well, Alex, you gotta do <laughs> you see you you, you you can't expect God to to bless you without you earning it without you deserving it. You see the reason that you do a lot of the things that you do is is really if you were to examine your underlying motivation, the reason is that you are trying to Earn the blessing. If you're confessing the Word of God and your motivation is, I'm gonna get God to do it, or you're confessing the Word of God so you can have enough faith and so you can earn or deserve the blessing, well that's operating under the merit system. Now what is the merit system? The merit system is the system that says you got to earn something before it can show up in your life, guys. And that, that's, that was the Law of Moses It's the pattern of religion. And guys, it's also the pattern of this fallen world's system. You see, people cannot believe that you can get a breakthrough, glory be to God, that you can get a breakthrough through resting. You see? You see, resting produces breakthrough.